I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Right now on the floor of the U.S. Senate... Chief Justice John Roberts is reading the beginning instructions for what will become a vote on the floor of the U.S. Senate as to whether or not to convict or acquit the president of the United States. Quote, shall have the sole power of impeachment, unquote, and that the president, quote, shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery or other high crimes and misdemeanors, close quote. In his conduct of the office of President of the United States, and in violation of his constitutional oath faithfully to execute the office of President of the United States, and to the best of his ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, and in violation of his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed, Donald J. Trump has abused the powers of the presidency in that, using the powers of his office, President Trump solicited the interference of a foreign government, Ukraine, in the 2020 United States presidential election. He did so through a scheme or course of conduct. What you're hearing right now is a Senate reading clerk reading Article 1, the first article of impeachment sent to the Senate by the House. This one has to do with abuse of power. This is one to watch. You're going to see Senator Romney, as he made it known earlier today, uh, vote to convict the president on these grounds. It is the belief of Senator Romney that the president uh, is guilty of abusing his power, and that guilt is sufficient to remove him from office. We spoke earlier to Senator Lee, who made it known that he will be voting against uh, this article. He will be voting to acquit the president not only on this first article, abuse of power, but so too on Article 2, obstruction of Congress. Senator Romney will also be voting against Article 2, obstruction of Congress. The clerk continues. President Trump engaged in this scheme or course of conduct through the following means. One, President Trump acting both directly and through his agents within and outside the United States government corruptly solicited the government of Ukraine to publicly announce investigations into A, a political opponent, former Vice President Joseph R. Biden Jr., and B, a discredited theory promoted by Russia alleging that Ukraine, rather than Russia, interfered... As the clerk reads Article 1, Abuse of Power Against the President, she does so in the well of the United States Senate. She is standing just behind the President's Defense Council, led by Pat Cipollone there on the edge, and then adjacent to her is is the table where seated are the House managers, led by Adam Schiff. You'll notice if 
if you're watching with me. Uh, Jerry Nadler is back in attendance. He was absent for most of last week's proceedings due to illness. His wife, uh, gravely ill, he went to be by her bedside. Uh, but now, in this historic moment, he is back in his seat as a House manager, a prosecutor against the President of the United States. Vote upcoming soon as to whether or not his efforts and the efforts of the remaining House managers were sufficient to convince uh, the senators, the adjudicators in this case, uh, to uh, convict the President of the United States. The tea leaves say probably not, uh, that the President will in fact be acquitted of both articles of impeachment and will remain in office, continue campaigning, and face uh, the electorate in November of this year. The clerk continues. President Trump abused the powers of the presidency by ignoring and injuring national security and other vital national interests to obtain an improper personal political benefit. He has also betrayed the nation by abusing his high office to enlist a foreign power in corrupting democratic elections. Wherefore, President Trump, by such conduct, has demonstrated that he will remain a threat to national security and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office and has acted in a manner grossly incompatible with self-governance and the rule of law. President Trump thus warrants impeachment and trial. We'll next hear from Chief Justice John Roberts as he presides over these proceedings, leading us next to a vote on the floor of the U.S. Senate as to Article 1, impeachment, abuse of power. Her name is called, will stand in his or her place and vote guilty or not guilty as required by Rule 23 of the Senate Rules on Impeachment. Article 1, Section 3, Clause 6 of the Constitution regarding the vote required for conviction on impeachment provides that no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of the members present. The question is on the first article of impeachment. Senators, how say you? Is the respondent, Donald John Trump, guilty or not guilty? A roll call vote is required. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander. Mr. Alexander, not guilty. Ms. Baldwin. Ms. Baldwin, guilty. Mr. Barrasso. Mr. Barrasso, not guilty. Mr. Bennett. Mr. Bennett, guilty. Mrs. Blackburn. Mrs. Blackburn, not guilty. Mr. Blumenthal. Mr. Blumenthal, guilty. Mr. Blunt. Mr. Blunt, not guilty. Mr. Booker. Mr. Booker, guilty. Mr. Bozeman. Mr. Bozeman, not guilty. Mr. Braun. Mr. Braun, not guilty. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown, guilty. Mr. Burr. Mr. Burr, not guilty. Ms. Cantwell. Ms. Cantwell, guilty. Mrs. Capito. Mrs. Capito, not guilty. Mr. Cardin. Mr. Cardin, guilty. Mr. Carper. Mr. Carper, guilty. Mr. Casey. Mr. Casey, guilty. Mr. Cassidy. Mr. Cassidy, not guilty. Ms. Collins. Ms. Collins, not guilty. Mr. Coons. Mr. Coons, guilty. Mr. Cornyn. Mr. Cornyn, 
not guilty. Ms. Cortez. What you're hearing right now is every United States senator casting their vote, vocalizing guilty or not guilty. They're moving through this list in alphabetical order. Let me tell you a few names to pay attention to. Manchin, Joe Manchin, a Democrat. There is question as to whether or not he's going to vote. He just recently indicated that he'd be voting for uh, impeachment uh, and for conviction in the cinema. Uh, Kristen Cinema is the senator from Arizona. Her name starts with an S. So as we follow this in alphabetical order, listen to that one. It's unknown where she stands. Uh, and then the real history uh, here in Utah will be when we get to the R's and Senator Romney uh, votes on this Article 1, abuse of power. He's indicated he'll vote yes. Senator Lee uh, likely voting no. Let's rejoin the votes now. Ms. Ernst, not guilty. Mrs. Feinstein. Mrs. Feinstein, guilty. Mrs. Fisher, Mrs. Fisher, not guilty. Mr. Gardner, Mr. Gardner, not guilty. Mrs. Gillibrand, Mrs. Gillibrand, guilty. Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham, not guilty. Mr. Grassley, Mr. Grassley, not guilty. Ms. Harris. Ms. Harris, guilty. Ms. Hassan. Ms. Hassan, guilty. Mr. Hawley. Mr. Hawley, not guilty. The vote is now 24 not guilty, 19 guilty. 34 votes are required to acquit the president. Ms. Hirono, guilty. Mr. Hoven. Mr. Hoven, not guilty. Mrs. Hyde-Smith. Mrs. Hyde-Smith, not guilty. Mr. Inhofe. Mr. Inhofe, not guilty. Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson, not guilty. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones, guilty. Mr. Kane. Mr. Kane, guilty. Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy, not guilty. Mr. King, Mr. King, guilty. Ms. Klobuchar, Ms. Klobuchar, guilty. Mr. Langford, Mr. Langford, not guilty. Mr. Leahy, Mr. Leahy, guilty. Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, not guilty. Mrs. Leffler, Mrs. Leffler, not guilty. Mr. Manchin. Mr. Manchin. Guilty. Mr. Markey. Mr. Markey. Guilty. Mr. McConnell. Mr. McConnell. Not guilty. Ms. McSally. Ms. McSally. Not guilty. Mr. Menendez. Mr. Menendez. Guilty. Mr. Merkley. Mr. Merkley, guilty. Mr. Moran. Mr. Moran, not guilty. Ms. Murkowski. Ms. Murkowski, not guilty. Mr. Murphy. Mr. Murphy, guilty. Mrs. Murray. Mrs. Murray, guilty. Mr. Paul. Mr. Paul, not guilty. Mr. Purdue. Mr. Purdue, not guilty. Mr. Peters. Guilty. Mr. Peters. Guilty. Mr. Portman. 
Mr. Portman, not guilty. Mr. Reed. Mr. Reed, guilty. Mr. Risch. Mr. Risch, not guilty. Mr. Roberts. Mr. Roberts, not guilty. Mr. Romney. Mr. Romney, guilty. Ms. Rosen. There it is. You just heard Utah Senator Mitt Romney vote guilty in the question of Article 1, the abuse of power. The first article transmitted to uh, the Senate from the House of Representatives. This makes him the first United States senator in history to vote against his party in the question of an impeachment proceeding. If you go back to 1868 when Johnson was uh, being tried in the Senate... Uh, <clears throat> there was not a single senator who did what Mitt Romney has done today. In 1999, when the question was asked as to whether or not to remove Bill Clinton from office when he was facing impeachment, not a single member of the opposite party uh, broke ranks as Senator Romney has done today. Now, you are going to have uh, a number of reactions to this, uh, and I want to hear them. 575 Zero zero is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I want to know what you have to say. I want to know what you think. Uh, response has been pouring in throughout the day. So, too, have uh, voicemails been coming in. Uh, right now, history is being made. We're going to return now to the vote on the floor of the U.S. Senate as it comes to its conclusion shortly. Mr. Tillis. Mr. Tillis, not guilty. Mr. Toomey. Mr. Toomey. Not guilty. Mr. Udall. Mr. Udall, guilty. Mr. Van Hollen. Mr. Van Hollen, guilty. Mr. Warner. Mr. Warner, guilty. Ms. Warren. Ms. Warren, guilty. Mr. Whitehouse. Mr. Whitehouse, guilty. Mr. Wicker. Mr. Wicker, not guilty. Mr. Wyden. Mr. Wyden, guilty. Mr. Young, not guilty. Mr. Young, not guilty. All the votes have now been cast. They're being tabulated. That silence you hear is uh, some final tabulations happening. Uh, some of the votes to have looked out for, obviously, Senator Romney voted yes to convict the president. Uh, Kristen Cinema of Arizona. She was unknown. Uh, she ultimately voted yes to acquit Joe Manchin. His vote was unknown. Uh, and we learned during the course of that uh, that he invo- in fact voted yes to uh, convict the president. Now, this is only halfway through. This is Article 1, Abuse of Power. And this is the one to have focused on if you're a Utah. This is where uh, Senator Romney uh, broke ranks with the rest of his party and voted against the President of the United States. And in just a moment, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts, from his seat presiding over these proceedings, uh, will share the result of Article 1, Abuse of Power, in the impeachment trial against the President of the United States. He, of course, sitting there uh, as all Chief Justices In this article of impeachment, 48 senators have pronounced Donald John Trump, President of the United States, guilty as charged. 52 senators have pronounced him not guilty as charged. Two-thirds of the senators present not having pronounced him guilty. 
The Senate adjudges that the respondent, Donald John Trump, President of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the first article of impeachment. The clerk will read the second article of impeachment. There you have it. 52 to 48. Donald Trump has been acquitted of the first article of impeachment against him, having been sent over from the House of Representatives. Now, uh, the reading clerk on the floor of the House again resumes reading uh, the second article of impeachment uh, sent against the president. This one, obstruction of Congress. Uh, this one gets a, a little more complicated. And it has to do with the powers afforded uh, the president of the United States. You heard Senator Lee as he spoke from the floor of the U.S. Senate this morning uh, that you really can't uh, come down on the president for exercising the powers uh, which he is afforded. The Democrats say, well, as they were trying to investigate the potential crimes committed by the president, that he stood in their way uh, as they attempted to get to and speak to and interview certain members of the executive branch. Now, you got to understand, as explained by Senator Lee on the floor, there are really only two individuals in the executive branch of government uh, who are ultimately accountable to the people. There are only two elected positions in the executive branch. Uh, one, of course, the president of the United States, the other, the vice president. And really, the vice president serves only as president of the Senate. In all other matters, he is beholden to the will and whim of the president of the United States. Right now, it is the assertion by the Democrats that the president obstructed the work of Congress as they sought to investigate him. And it is the assertion of the president's defense counsel that he was merely operating within the bounds of his power. We're going to rejoin the reading clerk as she reads Article 2, Obstruction of Congress from the floor of the U.S. Senate. President Trump thus interposed the powers of the presidency against the lawful subpoenas of the House of Representatives and assumed to himself functions and judgments necessary to the exercise of the sole power of impeachment vested by the Constitution in the House of Representatives. President Trump abused the powers of his high office through the following means. One, directing the White House to defy a lawful subpoena by withholding the production of documents sought therein by the committees. Two, directing other executive branch agencies and offices to defy lawful subpoenas and withhold the production of documents and records from the committees, in response to which the Department of State, Office of Management and Budget, Department of Energy, and Department of Defense refused to produce a single document or record. Three, directing current and former executive branch officials not to cooperate with the committees, in response to which nine administration officials defied subpoenas for testimony, namely John Michael Mick Mulvaney, Robert B. Blair, John A. Eisenberg, Michael Ellis, Kristen Wells Griffith, Russell T. Vaughn. As the Senate reading clerk continues reading Article 2, uh, the second article of impeachment against the president, uh, let me remind you that this all started in the House some time ago. Uh, Utah has four uh, House members. Rob Bishop, uh, in disclosure, I used to work for Rob Bishop. Uh, alongside him works Congressman Chris Stewart. You and I spoke to him on this program this morning. John Curtis, as well as Ben McAdams. Three of those four voted against these very articles of impeachment. Bishop, Curtis, and Stewart. They voted against the articles uh, of impeachment. Congressman Ben McAdams, he was the one Utah to vote uh, in the House for these 
articles, and they were then, after a while, finally uh, transmitted over to the Senate by Speaker Pelosi, marched over there by the managers, the House managers, uh, the prosecutors in this case, handpicked by Speaker Pelosi to march across the U.S. Capitol building, arrive in this very room, the floor of the United States Senate, and prosecute the case against the president. We heard so much, uh, so much from Adam Schiff as he stuck, uh, as he took his position up behind that lectern there in the center of the Senate floor, uh, railing against the president. He was supported in that effort uh, by many other uh, impeachment managers, six of them, as a matter of fact. Uh, Jerry Nadler, uh, Zoe Lofgren, who has incredible experience, uh, probably singular experience when it comes to impeachment proceedings. Uh, as they prosecuted the president. Next up, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts will call for the vote. Removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. The question is on the second article of impeachment. Senators, how say you? Is the respondent, Donald John Trump, guilty or not guilty? The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander. Not guilty. Not guilty. Ms. Baldwin. Guilty. As we heard Mr. Barrasso. when the roll call vote was ordered by Justice John Roberts in the first article, the senators will each in turn vocalize their vote of guilty or not guilty. Uh, the highest likelihood is that at the end of this vote, after each of the 100 senators will stand at their desk, they're all gathered together, and this is a rare thing that they all gather together. Uh, probably one of the only times you're going to see every single U.S. senator in the same place at the same time. You might think that on a regular day they're all there debating together. Uh, no, they don't. Uh, they come and go, uh, and it is rarely a full house. What you're seeing right now and hearing from them all one by one casting their votes is a pretty rare thing. Uh, we're witnessing history right now, and we're halfway through it. Article 2 is being voted upon by the senators in the United States Senate right now. Article 2, of course, is obstruction of Congress. You heard as the reading clerk was going through the text of the article, again, sent over by the House, uh, not voted for by uh, three of Utah's four House representatives. Uh, ben McAdams, he voted to send that over, uh, and we heard... The details of this article being that the president, when being investigated by the House, did certain things that, in the opinion of the House managers, obstructed their ability to investigate the president, uh, went against the wishes of Congress. Now, on the other side of the aisle, quite literally seated, are the president's defense uh, counsel. Uh, a big uh, sweeping team of them. We've heard from some uh, famous names from the past. Uh, Kenneth Starr, uh, who made famous during the investigation against Bill Clinton. Uh, also, we heard from Alan Dershowitz, uh, an academic who has done so much uh, legal work over the years and earned, uh, depending on where you sit, uh, either great praise or great scorn. Uh, he defended the president from the floor of the United States Senate. And it all comes down to this right now. In the background, you hear each one of the 100 United States senators standing up. And when asked the question of this Article 2 obstruction of Congress, do you believe that the president is guilty or not guilty? And they are literally saying guilty or not guilty as they make known their decision. Not guilty. Mrs. Gillibrand, guilty. 
Ms. Graham. Kristen Gillibrand, you just heard, uh, she casted her vote of guilty. She, a senator from New York State, who earlier this year was, uh, or earlier last year, rather, was running for president. Uh, she'd like to replace uh, Donald John Trump. She dropped out of that race, couldn't get the job done there. Now, from the floor of the United States Senate, she seeks to remove him from office uh, with her vote of guilty. Now, the truth is, this is a foregone conclusion uh, by all accounts. It is expected uh, that in just a few minutes' time, we will get the result being that the president is acquitted on not only Article 1, abuse of power, uh, where Senator Romney voted against the president, and what is being voted upon now, Article 2, uh, the second article of impeachment, obstruction of Congress. It's coming down to it now. 34 votes are required to acquit, uh, and we are just a few votes away from meeting that threshold. Uh, in a moment, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. After that break, I will have the results of this vote being cast right now on the floor of the United States Senate. Question of Article 2. That's obstruction of Congress. I'll share it with you. It's uh, history. I- I'm a nerd. You know I get excited about this kind of stuff. And uh, for a number of years, I got to work back in Washington and see all this uh, process and circumstance play out. Uh, And right now, this is where the United States Constitution really gets tested. This is absolutely it. The question is, should we remove the president from office? And the answer, in large part, coming from, you know, at this very moment, uh, the the senators have crossed the threshold. Uh, 34 votes are needed to acquit. 35 votes of not guilty have been cast. Uh, the president will be acquitted. He will remain in office. He has beat these two articles of impeachment. It's history right now. Uh, save the newspaper that was delivered on your front door today. Uh, and remember where you were uh, on this very day. It's going to be studied in the history books. It's going to be... Uh, talked about when your children grow up and find themselves in history class. Uh, It's a pretty fascinating day. Uh, And I say that without regard to where you stand politically. You know, some folks would very much like to uh, see the president removed from office. Others uh, would not. And that all pretty much depends on your politics. Uh, We're going to take a break here in just a moment. Uh, We're going to get some news. And when we come back, I'll share with you the ultimate result of this vote happening now on the floor of the United States Senate. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This show is called Live Mike. I'm grateful to you for listening. Stick around. Next up, the results of the Article 2 vote on the impeachment case against the president of the United States here on KSL News Radio. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. A very special episode. Some history took place today on the radio, and I was so privileged and lucky to be here with you uh, to report it. I want to share with you what happened during the commercial break. Uh, The president received sufficient votes to be acquitted. The vote on the second article of impeachment was 53 to 47. Immediately following that vote, here's what Justice Roberts had to say. The Senate adjudges that respondent Donald John Trump, president of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the second article of impeachment. The Senate, having tried Donald John Trump, President of the United States, upon two articles of impeachment exhibited against him by the House of Representatives, and two-thirds of the senators present not having found him guilty of the charges contained therein, it is therefore ordered and adjudged that the said Donald John Trump be, and he is hereby, 
acquitted of the charges in said articles. You hear that? That's it. The show's over. The impeachment trial has come to an end. There were accusations leveled against the president by members of the House. An investigation commenced. Two articles of impeachment were drafted, voted upon, passed, and sent over to the Senate. Then commenced a relatively lengthy trial. The House managers prosecuted the case. The president's defense counsel defended it. And today was the opportunity for the senators to act as adjudicators and decide whether or not the president was guilty or not guilty. On the two questions, the senators collectively voted not guilty, meaning the president remains in office and tomorrow's a new day and we get to cover new stories and we get to talk about new things. But one little bit uh, will linger with us and that is the action of one Utah senator, Mitt Romney. He decided that after consuming all the news and all of the information and the evidence presented to him by the House managers alongside the defense of the president's defense counsel, that he would be, in fact, uh, voting against the president in the first article of impeachment. Uh, cut away for just a moment. Uh, Justice Roberts is speaking Long again. Time in our nation's history. I'm the chair also wishes to make a very brief statement. I would like to begin by thanking the majority leader and the Democratic leader for their support as I attempted to carry out ill-defined responsibilities in an unfamiliar setting. They ensured that I had the wise counsel of the Senate itself through its secretary and her legislative staff. I am especially grateful to the parliamentarian and her deputy for their unfailing patience and keen insight. I am likewise grateful to the sergeant-at-arms and his staff for the assistance and many courtesies that they extended during my period of required residency. And thank you all for making my presence here as comfortable as possible. As I depart the chamber, I do so with an invitation to visit the court. By long tradition and in memory of the 135 years we sat in this building, we keep the front row of the gallery in our courtroom open for members of Congress who might want to drop by to see an argument or to escape one. (laughs) I also depart with sincere good wishes as we carry out our common commitment to the Constitution through the distinct roles assigned to us by that charter. You have been generous hosts, and I look forward to seeing you again under happier circumstances. That was Chief Justice John Roberts. Has he, for the duration of this impeachment trial uh, presided. Why is that the case? Uh, real quick civics lesson. Uh, typically, it's the vice president who presides over the Senate in all other matters and legislative matters. But as the vice president is just behind the president in the line of succession, it would be a conflict of interest of sort to have the vice president empowered to preside over a case which could potentially remove from office uh, the president. You get how that works? And so uh, the founders, they foresaw something like that shaping up, and they drafted it such that the chief justice of the Supreme Court uh, should preside. There were some very flattering words shared by Mitch McConnell uh, about the uh, chief justice as he uh, wrapped up 
this case and shared uh, with us the ultimate results of acquittal uh, for the president. Let me play those for you here. Again, this is Mitch McConnell thanking uh, Chief Justice John Roberts for his having presided over these uh, impeachment trials. Before this uh, process fully concludes, I want to very quickly acknowledge a few of the people who helped the Senate fulfill our duty these past weeks. First and foremost, I know my colleagues joined me in thanking Chief Justice Roberts for presiding over the Senate trial with a clear head, steady hand, and the forbearance that this rare occasion demands. We know full well that his presence as our presiding officer came in addition to, not instead of, his day job across the street. So the Senate thanks the Chief Justice and his staff who helped him perform this unique role. Like his predecessor, Chief Justice Rehnquist, the Senate will be awarding Chief Justice Roberts the golden gavel to commemorate his time presiding over this body. We typically award this to new senators after about 100 hours in the chair, but I think we can agree the Chief Justice has put in his due and then some. Right now, the House managers are filing out of the Senate chambers. They will likely be followed soon by the the president's defense counsel. And then the senators will wrap up their work for the day. And tomorrow will begin anew. And that great deliberative body will get back to the work of the people legislating, debating the laws which could govern this land. Uh, And I look forward to that day. I am grateful for the the front row seat that you and I have had here together to witness some history. Uh, But... It is time to get back to the work of the legislature. We need folks uh, in these positions to be de- debating laws. We need some of the things mentioned by the president in his State of the Union address last night to uh, be to transpire. And that all of it, all of it uh, requires uh, legislative work. We need legislators to be legislating. Uh, there was a distraction here in this impeachment trial. Tomorrow is when they get back to work. We've got one segment left on this historic program, and it's going to be uh, up to you uh, to fill the airwaves. But don't worry. Uh, Producer Amy has done some good work for me. I have a long list of text messages before me I'm going to share with you. Uh, and uh, we opened the phone lines earlier today, and throughout the course of this day, we've been collecting your comments. I'm going to play them for you when we return on this episode of Live Mike, the episode where the president was acquitted uh, and the impeachment trial against Donald John Trump came to an end. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.